Welcome once again, everyone, to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins who like to get together and talk about Christ. Well, once again, I'm joined by my cousin Chris. Evening. My cousin Jeremy Hall. Hello. I'm Jeff Hall, and uh, another good episode. I think every night is a good one. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the origin of the Bible. It's something that I uh, have have been interested in learning more about that I, I, I know very little about. So. We hope you enjoy it. So we're going to be going over that. And just a warning: it's it. We're gonna. It's more of an introduction. You can go really deep with this material. But again, origins of the Bible. But we thought we'd take a minute before we get started, and kind of uh, talk about one of our mentors, our friends, our examples who recently passed away, Fred Stacy. Uh, Fred was instrumental. Uh, and a lot of us in our faith, I think. Well, he touched all of our lives. I mean, we wouldn't be here so, if he wouldn't, Fred. Talk yeah, about that, Jeremy. How, you know, the origin of this podcast. But the, how we got started is my first day back to church in 2019, Fred was like, I hadn't seen Fred since I was seven. He's <laughs> like, hey, I got Bible class. You want it? I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. But then as soon as church started up, he Look back at me, snapped his fingers and pointed <laughs> for me to get into Bible study. And then I clapped Jeff on the shoulder and said, hey, uh, what's going on back there? He says, I don't know. I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't a, I wasn't a class currently. You, you was. You uh, was. <laughs> and uh, so we got to going in there. And after the class went on, Jeff eventually did come in that class. And then eventually we, Mr. Fred got sick and he couldn't come in. And so we started going to his house. Yeah. And we got to... Missing it so much, not being able to, when he got even sicker, we couldn't go over. We decided that we wanted to do this, and what a better way to kind of honor him and, and just do this. To continue the learning that we were already yeah. doing with, with Mr. Fred, because yeah. he was just so valuable with all the information, and he was he was a great steward of the, of the Bible. And a good oh, teacher, yeah. right? A great yeah. teacher, patient, because yeah. you have to yeah. be patient with Jeremy. Well, <laughs> although he, every time he would talk about drunkenness, he would bring me up, and I'd have to remind him I don't even drink. <laughs> yeah, you have that look about you, though, Jeremy. We often wonder. Uh, yeah, we were having a good Tuesday night um, study with Fred, and uh, going over Revelations, which is never really easy. an easy uh book of the Bible for people, but I was getting quite a bit out of it. Uh, yeah. I, I could tell Fred, had, he'd probably studied that a great deal, but we owe Fred a lot, so we just wanted to mention him and he's how important be he's been to all of us, yes, and we're going to miss him tremendously. Missed. Yeah. Well, okay. Origins of the Bible. <clears throat> if uh, most of you are like myself, this is not something that I know a lot about, but uh, hopefully after this, this, uh, this study tonight, we'll know a little bit more. I got a question. Where did the Bible come from? All right, so we can look in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Yeah. So God wrote the Bible. God so I guess what we're going to try to land back on, we're going to reference that, that scripture, that passage a good bit, but <clears throat> all of this really doesn't mean much if we don't believe that the scripture is the divine and inspired word of Correct. God. Yes. Chairman, what do you got to say on where the, 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 where did the Bible come from? The Bible came from God. Okay. I mean, 
just once again, Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen. I mean, and I can say who who wrote it. If that's what you. Yeah, want to I was going to. Well, the next well, question for me, God, the layman is, who did he use? Who well, wrote it? Yeah, and God, when did they write it? God wrote it, and he used men filled with the Holy Spirit to write it down and record it to paper. I mean, use John fourteen twenty six. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things to bring to you remembrance of all I have said to you. Okay. So God used these different prophets, apostles, inspired them. So what they're writing is is directly coming from God himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's, is it okay to start at the beginning? Maybe say the Old Testament? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when did they write some of these books? Now, starting back, say, with Adam and Eve or, you know, back in the very beginning of what we have recorded, was there ever a time when this may have been verbally passed down? Or has it always been written? Well, I mean, if you want to start with it, you got to start with God started with Moses. And what did Moses do? He wrote the... Okay. He wrote the, started with the Ten Commandments on tablets, and then he wrote the law down. God's law which we call Moses' law which is the Old Testament you know and it started and and it was started with Moses and it was completed by you know 180 almost I mean, how many books did Moses years. write five okay which was called the Torah you got Genesis you got Numbers you got Exodus Leviticus Numbers yeah, Deuteronomy exactly thank you I learned that when I was yeah. Yeah, pretty early yeah. on, but uh, I mean, I'm glad I can add something. Yeah. Well, I got, I got it here, here. To, to back it up. Is Deuteronomy 31 and 9 that Moses wrote this law and gave it to the priest and the sons of Levi who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord and to all the elders of Israel, earliest biblical texts after that were written on scrolls from Papas, a, pop, a papyrus, if I'm saying that right, please forgive me, is a plant-based paper. Or sometimes there's a part So the papyrus was an actual type of plant that they would fashion these writing yeah, manuscripts on yeah. the scrolls. Yeah. And, and sometimes it would be parchment of animal skin that had, you know, scrapped or burnished and stitched together. And that is kind of going to lead me into another question right here. So <clears throat> where did these, when I say where did the ancient manuscripts come from? We know what they're written on. Were these discovered? Who who first assembled? How were they passed down? Right. Yeah, yeah more or less. Collected. Who assembled this? Uh, like you said, Moses was the first who he wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the first five chapters of the Old Testament. How were these uh, passed down? Well, I mean, you know, verbally, some cases on scrolls. Remember, the Levites were all made priests to go through, and everybody. In Moses' time, from Jacob's family, you know, you had Judah and all these had different locations in Israel. Well, the Levites didn't. They didn't have an inheritance. They would go throughout and they would preach. So they kind of did what the, the apostles did and spread out. Yeah, well, they would go through spread. They wouldn't necessarily travel that I know of. They yeah, would just go to certain regions. Were the Levites the tribe that was responsible for yes. being the scribes? Yes. Well, yes, I think so. And, and, you know, we're just going to keep going. <clears throat> I have a lot of questions. What was the purpose of the scribes you know, we uh, in the Old Testament uh, and even, I guess, in the New Testament? Because we read a lot about scribes, right? Mm -hmm. 
that was a pretty important work, wasn't it, Chris? Absolutely. I mean, you just think about the gods, like how he had to work through them to write this down and pass it along in such a way. That was such an important job of what they were, were trying to do to pass this this history, this divine word down. And they didn't have no. like a Kinkos or anything, right? I don't think so. No, I don't think was, that was a couple years. But I mean, all joking aside, really yeah. they had the scribes were responsible for, for transferring this, making duplicate copies perhaps that they could share with others. Yes, yes. Is this too early to talk about how so many different copies of the Bible have been found? No, we could talk about it. I mean, throughout the world, and how they're all almost so, identical, and that didn't happen by accident. No, it's it's actually a better thing. Uh, if you had an original text, it could be changed. But that, when you got, we have like six thousand manuscripts, ancient manuscripts of the New Testament alone, which is crazy. Right, because you get stuff like some of Shakespeare's work, who was not as early, you might only find six to seven hundred of the. But you, there's literally actually. thousands of, of copies. Well, I mean, six thousand at least of the new of, of, of the New Testament alone. And, and the thing is, if you had original text, you could be changed. But with all the text, they know there might be a letter because we're, we're human. So there might be a letter sure. or something out of place on the original text, but if you line ten of them up and nine of them have went one way and one of them was missing, just for instance, I know this is Hebrew, but or a Greek in New Testament time would be an S missing off a letter. They know well the the other nine had that S, so let's just add it. You know what I'm saying? So, but the accuracy of these translations was not accidental. No, it's not. <clears throat> that's been one of the biggest arguments that I've seen because. I had a conversation with someone or saw the conversation come up like how can the Bible be true if there's no original copy of it you know what I mean like and, and that's and that's the argument in for itself that it is true is yeah, that you don't amazing. have an original copy that can be manipulated exactly. to whoever has control over it exactly. it has all these different very like all these different copies of it from all over yeah. the area that preach the same message and there's no other book. That does that. That it even comes close. I mean, you to that. played that. What is that game that you used to play? That we used to call it telephone game in school, oh, yeah. where you'd whisper one thing and then you'd have to pass it around. And by the time it got back around sure. to the final person, yeah. the message was completely different. That's not here, the case you've got here. Different no. times, areas of the country that comes out, and it's still God's divine word. Yes, and plus we've found these as early as the Dead Sea Scrolls in like 1946, and they found them all the way to the 1950s in different caves in the Middle East. Yeah. So. And they all they say the same thing. Some of them, some of them. I may are, very well have been. Some of them are, are torn there. to bits and shredded, but the, even the little pieces they find still matches the things they have now. Which leads me to when did the Bible as we know it come into being? <clears throat> uh, with Moses. Oh no, with, with, with them, the Bible. Yeah, the full the, the full Bible. Somewhere early around a hundred. Somewhere around a hundred. Hundred what? Hundred AD. It was finished. Now. Now, was it all... No, we, so 100 AD, okay. But we're gotcha. very lucky, we take for granted here, that we have one book with every scroll in it, or book in it, as they call it. The Bible's got every book in it. They didn't have that luxury back in the first century and early centuries that they might have one or two scrolls that have Paul's letters, maybe a gospel okay. of Luke. When you say 100 AD, we're talking about first century Christians. Yeah. Well, John what about finished. the Old Testament, like the old law? Mm -hmm. When did that come into being? I know you said Moses, uh, 
do you have a, do we have any kind of time frame at all when when Moses when was on this like earth? They actually had a complete Old Testament law that they. Yeah, well, the Moses just did the Torah part of it. He just did the first, yeah, the first five, five books. books. And the Torah, again, that's the first five books yeah. of the Old Testament. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. I have it somewhere here. If you do, we'll touch yeah. on it. Yeah, we'll touch on it. So who decided the order of the books of the Bible? And well, we can use that like Old Testament and New. That wasn't random. Did something you wanted to add to that other bit? I was just going to talk about the importance. I was going to ask if there was any kind of, uh, sorry, I got lost for a second. But so it didn't come out to 100 AD around that area, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's why it was so important that there were so many witnesses of, of Christ's resurrection and, mm -hmm. and those people that, that came? Because there were a lot of people that witnessed this. This wasn't just a few people that spread the word. Yeah. It was, was witnessed, but then those people went out and did preach the same yeah. message. Let's talk about this for a second. Um. It's not you won't find a lot of this in the Bible, but the apostles did not have a great life after. No. Okay, so the Bible's not about the apostles after this. We know that Paul was, you know, he he got beheaded by Nero. We know that Peter got crucified upside down by Nero. James was killed by Herod, I believe. The only one that only one that survived or died of old age, right? It, it was John, but John was also reported to have been tried to been boiled alive but he was also exiled to pathos right he was yeah. he didn't and he didn't die in the boiling but they just said but they, so these people if they were lying once the first person cut their head got their head cut off i would dare say that the rest of them would, hold on hold on we're, we're we made it all they, up but they didn't i guess you could say they had the courage of their convictions they did they believed in this a, a, a liar a liar does not stay for this abuse no. Okay. That's a good way to look at it, too. Yeah, if they didn't believe in this, they would not be giving their lives to continue to try to spread this message. No. no. So, back to the order. How did that come about? Is it just simply from a, a time frame? Well, Moses wrote it first. and Well, the order really, even if you read it chronologically, though, our Bible's not chronological. Okay, and okay. I've read that, too. You, you can't get that. Um. It's just not. Now, you can go find it online. But see, people may not even know that. I've actually read it. There's actually things on the Bible. You know, everybody's seen those little read the Bible in a year mm -hmm. thing. You can actually find those that have the order. Like, you'll start with Genesis. The chronological? The, yeah. They're just guessing. They don't know. And you'll start with Genesis and, you know, get to the first four or five chapters of Genesis and you jump to Job. But you're saying we know for a fact that the current order is not chronological. But no, it doesn't matter, though. In that way was it is it delve onto that a little bit too because about why that doesn't matter as much like the, the well it's order. all the word and it all you know saying the same thing none of it varies and we'll get into this here when we go about so the order doesn't have is, any significance no it doesn't matter where you start reading the bible that's why some people could just pick up the bible and they'll start studying bibles like me i like to read it from one end to the other or start at the new same. testament and read, but there's people out there, and guess what? They get just as much out of the Bible as I do by just opening it up, starting at Psalms, or going to John 6 or something like that, for instance. You can start anywhere you're at. It. You mean, don't the have first to four forward. books of the New Testament or, or the Gospel are yes. all retellings of the same kind of time frame. And not necessarily yes, at the same right. time. I mean, right. these, the, the Gospels were not written within the same, exact the same. time frame. No, no. No, but and maybe were, not in the same areas. Right. No. Right. 
And but a, they all kind of they all match until their portion of that of that story. They do. So for those of you who may not know, that's a good thing to talk about is the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four yeah. uh, books mm-hmm. in the New Testament for the apostles. That's where they are recounting the life of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the stories you'll read in all of the Gospels. Some are excluded. Some are only mentioned in one Gospel. Jeremy, tell, explain to the you explained it very well about what the first four do and what the rest oh, of the Bible's well, for. He, he, he did a yeah, great job. It just, I agree. He it's hit not, me with this one time, and I was like, well, that just makes perfect it's sense. It's not really hard to understand, though, but no. the first four books are for everyone and non-believers to help them believe. Everything... From Romans on, Acts. What about Acts? Acts is a history of the church. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everything from Romans on is telling you how to live Once as a Christian. Once you become a believer. So if you're trying to convert somebody, you don't try to convert them with with the non-believers. You don't try to convert them with Romans. You're going to scare them off a little bit. Introduce them to Jesus first. Bring and I've kind of done Gospels. that in the past. Yeah. I try to let people yeah. read Matthew. Yeah. You know, start well, there. You can't, the you can't expect non-believers to live with the same moral beliefs as a Christian does because when you they say, don't believe in it. When you say non-believers, mm-hmm. or, give me a quick definition. What does it mean to believe? To believe? Does that mean I believe Jesus Christ is real, that yeah. he is the Son he of is God? The Son of God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, and, and that's what it is. I'm probably doing a poor job describing this, but... The gospel's for everyone, including non-believers. I'm just saying if you're going to go preach to people, don't start preaching in Romans to a non-believer because say say you meet somebody that just lies all the time or is a drunk, right? And, of course, the Bible will tell you, especially in those books, don't do those things. Say you convince them, hey, to stop lying so much or start drinking so much, but you don't believe them, have them convince them into believing in Jesus, you really ain't done anything. Well, no, you haven't set the foundation. Exactly. Good point. You introduce he is the them, cornerstone, right? He yeah. is the cornerstone. You introduce Everything them to Jesus, let them find out the rules of the laws afterwards. Right. You know? Yeah, you got to get started on that right path. I, I just thought he did a really good job of explaining I, and it. I didn't and I never right thought here. about it. Now you did. <laughs> I just never thought about it that way. But when we are talking about reading the book in its, in its order, I always thought that that was very important. Um, and I looked at it, I looked at it that way. Yeah. So. So. Good, good stuff there. So when did the Bible, as we know it, come into being? If I've already asked that question, you, you, we just talked about, it, but it's a long question. <laughs> so here's the thing: is like, um, are you meaning like this, the full, the completed? I wrote down some questions just from the perspective yeah. of someone who <clears throat> didn't know the first thing about the origins of the Bible. And I'm, I'm very close to that. Yeah, so, same, the, same here. The these Bible, are just, they, they came to me like, okay. And that's fine. Uh, <clears throat> I had to find, I got a paper here. That's one reason I was messing <laughs> up. Uh, the Bible came into knowing, as we know it, from the first century to 1611. Okay, that's the first edition of King James. They started on the first century. But, and I, when I say this is the first century, because that's when it was started. So the Bible, all the books in the New Testament... Nothing. And I think we could be confusing people when we say, because the Old Testament was around long before 100 A.D. Yes. 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 This is from the New Testament. The Old Testament we had talked about had started with Moses. Okay. And ended about 400 years, roughly, before Christ. And the thing is, 
there wasn't a book written. Now, some people might say that Revelations was written, there's give or take a little bit after 100. Let's just say 100 AD for sure. There was nothing else written after Revelations. Right. Revelations was the last book by John. Nothing else was wrote. Nothing. The only people that wrote in the Bible, we're going to get in this, was who wrote it here shortly. In 100 AD, mm-hmm. the the New Testament, and I guess the entire Bible as we know it, came into being. Was this in Greek, Hebrew, both? The Old Testament was in Hebrew and Aramaic because Ezra. Ezra did, the. I think it was the book of, what did Ezra do here? It was the book of Ezra and Daniel also was in Aramaic. The New Testament was mostly in Greek until it was translated into Latin later on. And I know a lot of you listeners, uh, a lot of us grew up uh, reading the King James Version. Yes. And Jeremy mentioned that earlier, 1611, that's when uh, King James commissioned this uh, this translation uh, of the Bible. That's where, when the King James Version but that's not when the Bible started. The Bible had, no. had long been in existence. King James was 100 even, AD. King James wasn't even the first English Bible. Right. Yeah. Keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. Well, like, so where was we at? Who decided to, the books of the Old Testament? Yeah, we're talking about the order or and and the books that. But then we said there wasn't any. I mean, any significance in the order. In the, Old Testament, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, they're talking about it. I, I believe, and I think that's kind of what we got off on. I believe there were, there is a significance for the New Testament. I agree. Because you talk about the path, introduction of Jesus. Jesus Christ yes, and the gospel, the path of Jesus, you know, the history the follow, of the church, and to, then baptism, said, all that other stuff, and then how to how to faithfully walk. Jeremy said Romans yes. on how to faithfully walk and grow mm-hmm. into like a, a true. True okay. believer and follow God's. Life. I got a fun question that I don't know the answer to. All right. <laughs> were there any books written that were left out? Yeah. Didn't make the cut. Yeah, if they, they didn't make the cut, why didn't they? Anybody know that? Chris has got a list for you. Well, uh, the Catholic Bible, and this is only in the Old Testament. The Catholic Bible. This deals only with Catholicism. Catholicism, because it's Catholicism. When I looked it up, Catholicism versus what they call Protestant Bibles. Um, there are actually six more in the Catholic Bible in the Old Testament. Now, does that have any significance to those who are non-Catholic? If we're not Catholics, what does I that mean, mean to me? Jeremy and I talked about this the other day, and, and he'll go a little bit more into it. But from what we were talking about, it was more of like a historical thing and not so much divine word. Am I saying that right? Well, if you're saying it's historical, it's, it's but it's not a, divine, that right there would tell me it's not the divine inspired okay, word of God. Okay, so have, have you ever heard, and we, we've jumped a bunch here. <laughs> um, let me find my place. Have you ever heard of Flavius Josephus? Negative, sir. Okay. Jo- <laughs> Flavius. Sounds like our cousin, another cousin's name. <laughs> Flavius Josephus is a Jewish um, historian. But you're from Flavius Josephus? Yes. From it's the real name. Yes. I thought he was joking. At I thought he, isn't he a country singer? Josephus? No. I thought Josephus something. Sorry, man. <laughs> but, no, I, but joking he's, aside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he's very important to the Christian faith for one reason. He was not a Christian. But he was a first century historian born four years after Christ. But he is the first mention in his book, Antiquity of the Jews, of Christ by a non-Christian. 
he was a Jew that mentions him. And only slightly does he mention him in the part where he talks about Jesus, known as the Christ, the brother of James. But still, he mentions Jesus. And why do I bring him up? Okay, because I think Josephus had 20 or 22 books in the Old Testament he labeled. He was a first century Jew. This is very important. We say, well, there's 24 books. Well, in the in the Jewish Bible, but that's because the reason we have more books in our, our Old Testament is because we get First Kings and Second Kings, we split them up. Chronicles. Chronicles, we split now, Chronicles up. Hold on one second before I forget. <laughs> <laughs> so we split Chronicles up into two different books where the Jewish people don't. And how did we say, well, how did Josephus get 22 books? Which his two books is that he puts. Uh, Jeremiah with well, Lamentations. Lamentations, and he puts Ruth with Judges. But when you go to these other books, such as Maccabees and all the mothers you named. Here are the ones that the, if, if you're curious, here's the ones the Catholics have that the Protestant uh, does not now, have. Before we get to that, because uh, I'm just, I'm like one of the listeners. The, the Catholic books you're about to mention, would they be in the Old Testament or New no, Testament? No, that's what we're talking about. They're in the Old Testament. They're all in the Old Testament. But, but, but when you mention the Old Testament, you not, said the Jews have a certain Bible, and that, we have another what, one? That's what I was getting at. No, no. Theirs is the same as ours. They ours. Just, they just don't separate. Yes. They, we separate. So Kings, we have First and Second Kings, First okay. and Second Chronicles. He was saying that they just have, the Jewish Bible just has kings. Okay. Our, Old, okay Testament, our Old Testament is exactly like the Jewish Bible. Which is other the old than, law. Other than we divide kings up into two books. We divide chronicles up into two books. You know, maybe even Samuel we got divided up. Because there's a first and second Samuel. Yeah. However, if you go back to Josephus, back in the first century, who was a historian... He has the same books as the Torah does, or the Old, the Old Testament, but he gets Judith with Judges and Jeremiah with Lamentations. Lamentations. Thank you. I, I, the reason I pause there is because I can't say that word. He cannot. It's something <laughs> that he can't. I've tried to tell him all week. Um, the, the six extra books in this one are, uh, the, it, the Protestant Bible does not contain, and pardon these pronunciations, Baruch, Tobit, Judith, uh, first and second Maccabees, wisdom and Sirach. Those I've never six. heard that in my life. Never heard of them. And you, and you won't unless you have a King James old enough to have apocryphy in it. I think Chris has got a. You said apocryphy. That's what those are. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It's just books that are figured not to be inspired. That were now is that apocryphy or hypocryphy? Well, one of them. You, I couldn't understand what you said. Okay, apocryphy, and I may be pronouncing it wrong. Start with an H accent. or an A? It starts with an A. Okay. Okay. And uh, good question. Yeah. Now there are some books for the apocryphal. I, it's got an L at the end. It's basically mm -hmm. the same word with an L at the end. Yeah. Now those books are false books. They never was canon. They never was like the Gospel of Thomas. And you threw in uh, canon. I'm just trying to keep this so listeners who don't know anything we're talking about. Yeah. That this shouldn't just blow by them. What is, uh, yeah, you mentioned a canon. Yeah. Repeat that. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you're fine. I'm just trying to understand it. The canon is just the books that coincide with each other that are in. Like, if you're watching Star Wars, there's six movies as in canon, right? 
So, so the Old you, Testament's a canon? It's, it's canon. It's canon. It's, it's part of the actual yeah, it's thing. It's like, part of the story. Okay. It's, it's kind of okay. like if you was watching Star Wars and then you seen a fan film, that fan film wouldn't be part of the canon. Of the actual origin. Yes. Like the... All right. Okay. So very simplistic. If it's canon... It's, it's it's meant to be part of the it is part, it's of, part of the Bible. Well, we can, yes. This is one thing we skipped earlier. This, this is we got we got going. I could have just seen his hand motions there. So we we'll got going. Video soon. We got going a little quick, and we jumped part. And you know, take no, us back. We man, talk man. about the canon, around. the books admitted to the canon scripture inspired by God. Okay, so how do people? They were. However, the false books acclaimed inspiration, which is like the Gospel of Thomas and stuff. But there was Where's other the ones. the Gospel of Thomas? It, another, don't even, don't an, even, it's Another trash. book that's just. I've never heard of that. They, How have I made are, it to 51 years? It was never in canon. I'm just talking about, you had the books that Chris brought up that was Apocrypha. Then you had some that people wrote later on. Any, any early, time you early. get a book. Can we like say this? canon is more or less just. Canon is it's this. not canon. It's, it's the Bible. It's the I divine. think that's going to make take it easier canon, for me to understand. Take canon when he uses the term canon as the divine so, word of God. Which the Book is of Thomas was never part of the Bible because it was Thomas, never inspired like the by the Word of God. All these yeah. different books that people over time, it's something this important goes through history. They are people that will try to attach other things to it. Just like you referenced Star Wars. Someone may put something yeah. next to it that's not a part of well, it, that they'll try to make part of it. They'll, hmm. they'll try to use okay. some kind of justification for it. Let's look at it this way. The Ethiopian Bible has like 88 books in it. They put just about anything in it. They do consider. I didn't even know there was an Ethiopian there is. Bible. Actually, the Ethiopian Bible it's is actually older than Bible. King James. And uh, did it have like it Genesis has, and Exodus? It, it, and it has that? all that, but it has like Enoch in it and stuff like that. And it's okay. not important because it's not part of canon right now. We it's might touch on the, them it's later. It's not part of the Bible. It's not part of yes. the divine. And, 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 I like divine, the divine. So, God. How about that? Yeah. Let's do this to make it simple. So, what is canon? How do we get yeah. the canon? Let's right? get to that. What is the canon of scripture that I, I hear and read about? Not canon. Canon. I'm going to hand this off to Chris. Uh oh. I know my mark. Prophetic authorship. For a book to be considered canonical, uh, it must have been written by a prophet or apostle. Or by one who had a special relationship to such, uh, Mark to Peter, Luke to Paul. Only those who had witnessed the events or had recorded eyewitness testimony could have their writings considered as holy scripture. Yes. So canon is essentially holy scripture. The Bible. Yes. It's the Bible. I like that. Yeah. Because otherwise, okay, great. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you got also the witness to spirit. The appeal, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit was also made to aid people to understanding which books belonged in the canon and which did not. Uh, Clark Pinnock writes, the Spirit did not reveal the list of inspired books but left their... Recognition to a historical process which he was active. God's people learned to distinguish wheat from chaff and go from gravel as he worked in their hearts. I'm sorry about that. I kind of lost my place there for a second. We all <laughs> do a little that. Pause. Yeah. And Jeff, if you could go right here. Under acceptance, the final test is the acceptance of the people of God. Jesus told his disciples, 
But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things which I said to you. That's John 14 and verse 26. We have the promise of Jesus that his disciples would be given total recall by the Holy Spirit of the things he said and did. These same disciples either wrote the New Testament books or had input into which works were accepted as scripture. Any book that claimed canonical, cannot, canonical status yet diverted from the truth of the life of Christ would have been rejected by Jesus' own disciples who were eyewitnesses to the New Testament events. Thus, the acceptance of God's people is an important criterion for book to be considered canonical. And I think that is just something that, that they touch on there that we've referenced is the eyewitness account. Because there were so many eyewitness accounts of of all of these these happenings that went down, like the death and resurrection of Jesus. So it, in my belief, it would have made it a lot easier to believe and to spread it when you had other people telling the same story. And this didn't happen in a void. No, like that's said, what I mean. It's it, not a void. That's a good and people, as Jeremy mentioned, these disciples of Jesus Christ would not have been giving their lives to forward this message. Like Jeremy said, the first guy that got his head chopped off, it, if you didn't believe in this, you were probably taken it, off. It was actually in one of Mr. Fred's classes where we learned about that. Cause, I mean, I guess when we were going through the Bible, I never thought about like, well, I wonder what happened. I figured they just lived out their lives. And, but, and, and not only how they met their end, it's what they went through up until that time. Yeah, so it, it, was, it all, wasn't just the end that was hard on no, these guys. Was, many were yeah. put in prison. Uh, suffered many terrible hardships. To, to spread the word and to spread God's divine word. Yeah. And again, I'm amazed personally. One of the things I've taken from this study is 6,000 different manuscripts found in locations all over the world. <clears throat> and this is back before we had uh, fax machines and telephones. I mean, there's even more. It's found mostly in the Middle East and Egypt. So these in this in the world's hottest place, you know. They survived, and, and they were surviving in jars of clay, you know, and, and caves. We talk about the the jars of clay, and like the recent finding of the deep sea scrolls. Dead sea. These people dead sea. with dead sea. Sorry, <laughs> deep sea. Great. Okay. <laughs> He's thinking about fishing. <laughs> um, the dead sea scrolls. They went to great lengths to preserve these. Yeah. Securing them in probably the the most. Uh, airtight, I guess. Nope. They didn't have what we had. Containers they had at the time. If you come to my house, you'll see a bookshelf. You'll see another bookshelf with my more prized books, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, made it, they're not worth anything, just to me. But the same way with them, you didn't have that back then because they were scrolls. And so they would just lock them up in these jars, put them away. Well, think about just that in itself the divine intervention for these things to survive and, and the importance of how these things needed to survive for this to continue on. The and message the, the message is still the same today as it was. And the message didn't get distorted it like didn't you get said. Distorted. Yeah. It's, only, it's only confirmed itself well, God's over the never, years. It never changes. God never Correct. changes. But, I mean, think about that. For that stuff you said God's word never changes? God is that not changes. something... That we can, because I've heard people say, well, we live in a, we need to change the Bible, guys, because we live in a different time. <laughs> I, I, no, I disagree with change that. change over time. I, I just, the more that I read it, it's just, it fits even today's lifestyle. Now, I might not talk about you and your Instagram account specifically, but the the morals and, and being a true believer and the way you should live your life, 
that applies just as much today as it does way back then. Absolutely. Well, yeah. All right, <clears throat> recap. Yeah, let's recap Where's because the... I didn't do a real great job. I thought yesterday. you did a great job. But this is this is a lot. Uh, it is a lot. History is a lot, but it's not as complicated. And he's... I, I will say this to you, everyone out there listening. We're just trying to give you an introduction. Yes. This course could be up to 10 hours long if you took it in a class or something. And we're I think they offer undergraduate it. degrees. Yeah. This, and we but. haven't even touched on, like, there's been a lot of damage done by the Da Vinci Code. And so the origins of the Bible, the well, movies, let's, let's like talk about that for a second. Real quick, because I had people try to explain it to me, and they what they were explaining when I was talking to them was off the plot of a movie. So this is one myth we, we were meant to talk about. We kind of got going into everything else. So one of the myths, and, and most atheists or non-believers bring up to you, is like, oh, the Bible came from... You know, the, the Council of Nicaea. Yeah. Okay, that's that's false. If anybody ever talks What to, is the Council? I've never even... The, I don't the even remember that. The Council of Nicaea was to talk about the deity of Jesus Christ. What had happened, the Eastern Church had come together and decided... And a, a part, I should say. A part of the Eastern Church came and was like, Oh, Jesus is just a son. He's no deity. He's not part of the Godhead. He's just a human that was born. He, you know... And this, so and they got this council got together, and it was like, no, this is how it is. Jesus is God. He's the Son, the Father. You know, not he's there's the Father God, there's the Son God, and there's the Spirit God. And they determine this. But but you problem is you get non-believers, you get big podcasters like Joe Rogan, and be like, oh, the Bible was put together at Council Nicaea. I don't know. I've never watched the Vinci Code or read it, but I've heard that's where it stems from. And so it's misleading because it's inaccurate. If you'd ever written a wrote a read a read, I can't talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> a read. It's a struggle. I apologize. If you've ever read the Council of Nicaea or just the cliff notes of it, you would know this is a lie. They didn't discuss the canon of the Bible. It was never discussed. It was about the deity of Christ. Matter of fact, they didn't. The Bible canon was already put in bef- way before then. You know, there were some books that were worried about, oh, we don't know if we should put this in. But they were eventually, if they didn't meet the criteria, which Chris and Jeff and I read to you, they wouldn't put in. Correct. The reason Mark got put in is because that's the telling of Peter's story. He knew Peter. Luke was really good friends with Paul. And if you look it up, you also find that Luke is considered a very good first century historian, even though he was a physician. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of his letters he wrote right. to them. And so, but no, if you hear the Council of Nicaea, this is where the Bible comes from, just say, no, it's not that. Which came from the Da Vinci Code? I mean, no, they talk about, they talk about, they use it as a plot point. There was there. Council of Nicaea but, back in 300. Yeah. Okay. It was an actual council, but they didn't meet to no. select what books belong. What was, books were canon? They didn't do yes. that. Only, what did they do? They went to talk about the deity of Christ. But through the years, people through movies, we talked about last week how media will distort some of the truth and lie to you and just hope that people aren't don't educate themselves enough to know these things. I, I mean, honest, I had somebody tell me that. Well, the first time so, I'd ever heard it, I didn't, I'd never read the council and I said, but what it did, it drove me. Let me go I've read I've never this. even heard of it until. Exactly. Yeah, and no. you get into it. But if you want to talk about I something. I someone brought it up to me either. The, <clears> the real, the only, the only council that took place that added to canon was the, the the council of Trent, which was to add 
those books to the Catholic Church. Right. <laughs> to the, and right. they never were considered, even by the Catholic Church, they was never in, considered inspired right. until the 15th century when they all got together because they had the Protestant Reformation and they was like, hey, we got to make ourselves, ourselves apart from this. Right, world. right. So okay, in, uh, in retrospect, sorry, I just I just thought that was important to, to mention too. It, it is. You'll have you you've heard a lot of information and, and, and things tonight. And we'll touch over it again really quickly, but there's a lot out there too that will drive you or it, falsification of what the origin of the Bible yes. really is and what it, it comes from. But, I mean, yes. divine word of God. God had His hand in all of it, and these are the tools. What Jeremy is going to recap for us is what God, said, how God worked through to. Get us what we have. What now. is Second Timothy chapter three and verse sixteen? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The man that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Who wrote it? We know that Moses is Jeremy Testament. mentioned the Torah, which is the first five books. Yep. Yeah. Uh well, I got a list. The, we could get a list if you want to read them all. But it's, it's basically everybody that's in the Bible throw, you know, Ezra. I think he wrote, uh, Jer he wrote Ezra, the book of Ezra. He wrote a couple more. And then you had Jeremiah wrote, say it, Chris. Lamentations. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and basically just go down the list of the Bibles. You're not going to have, the only Bible, the book that's in question, who wrote it is Hebrews. They, we don't know who wrote it. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. And we believe it is inspired it, they, in divine well, word of God. The early church fathers, them had this epistle, and they thought it was. They, I'm sure at one time somebody knew that it, it's debated where it was Barnabas. They, some people say maybe Paul. Some say Apollos. Here's something fun for you guys out there. Next time you're listening to a sermon, many times, like say we'll say First Corinthians or the Book of Corinthians. We know Paul wrote that. And they'll, they'll reference a verse. Paul tells us in verse so-and-so. Mm -hmm. Anytime you hear somebody quoting a verse from Hebrews, usually the preacher will say, the Hebrew writer tells us. He does. That's your yeah. So I, that's kind of neat. You, you'll, you'll hear that yeah. most of the time. I never thought about that until you just said that. Anyway, guys, uh, a lot of information. And again, this has meant as something, hopefully it's interesting for you and it, it, it will inspire you to do your own research. I think that's this is the, a really d deep topic. I think that's the important thing too. Is some of the stuff supposed to to push you as the listener to go and look up and, and kind of delve into it on your own? It's, and we'd love it yeah. if you come back with comments to us or yeah, or we would encourage or, or, that. Uh, we please. encourage the back and forth. Yeah, I mean, a great place to find a lot of this is Logos software in the Bible. You can find. There's actually a course on there for about nine hours yeah. <laughs> that where did the Bible come from? And you can find stuff on there and you can even use other things like blue letter Bible. You know, it's great because it does a lot of the translating for you. It shows you the original Hebrew or the original Greek text and what the words mean and those languages. And the original meanings, cause which you don't have to be able to read Hebrew or Greek. Let me just say that to understand the Bible. But if you just want to, bigger connection with it. There's things out there and there's sites out there and there's applications out there you can get to to look at. Yeah, a lot of tools. Sounds good. Well, guys, y'all want to close it out with a word of prayer? Um, first, before I'm we sorry. do, you can find us 
Oh, usually yeah. on every Wednesday or every other Wednesday, in case something goes wrong, <laughs> on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our Facebook page, Cousins for Christ. And please follow us on that if you haven't. Yes. Or like the page, follow us. Put any commentary or anything that you'd like to hear. Uh, we love the back and forth, even if you want to give Jeremy a hard time about oh, yeah. pronouncing the Lamentations. And yeah. Josephus. And Josephus. Actually, I pronounced Josephus you, pretty you know well. You that one. I don't even know if I see <laughs> that one correctly. So, uh, yeah, anything else, guys? No, I think Let's so. close it out. No, it's been fun. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us to come here and to, to talk about your divine word. And, and hopefully the things that we've talked about today will will drive people's interest in, in learning more about you and, and the history and your divine word. Um, we pray, dear Father, that you will be with the Stacy family and how much he meant to us and, and helped us. And he was a great steward and, and taught us all so much about your word and helped grow our relationship with you. We pray, dear Father, as we go throughout the rest of this week, that you will guide, guard, and direct us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.